You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And today, the topic of our podcast is letting go of what has outgrown its form. Life is cyclical. It's a series of births and deaths. When anything has outgrown its form, it dies to the old and is reborn to the new. We want to hold on tightly to what is familiar. And we want to find safety and structures like jobs and relationships. But neither one of these structures are secure. Our security can only be found within ourselves. We find ourselves needing to say goodbye to the old ways and experience the death, the loss of that structure or that person. And as the old falls away, the new comes into being. And this is life. When we're afraid to let go of something that has outgrown its form, we keep ourselves trapped in a structure we can no longer thrive in, and here we begin to die. In order to avoid the long, slow, painful death of rotting away in a form that has lost its life, we can die and be reborn at the same time. We can look to the light that is up ahead rather than back at the darkness of the thing that is dying. It is not that we don't grieve what we are releasing. This is a part of releasing. It's our process of letting go. In the old days when things were much slower, we would grieve the death before we were ready to even consider the rebirth. But now it seems we're both dying and being reborn at the same time. We can be experiencing both deep sorrow and great joy in the same moments. The tunnel of death is also the birth canal into another world. And this is what we need to realize. There is a saying where one door closes, another opens. But if we continue to look back at the door that is closing and long for what was, instead of looking forward to the door that is opening, we may lose the opportunity. Sometimes you might only see the door that is closing and what is next has not yet revealed itself. There may be a time where you're in limbo, in that space between death and rebirth. This is common and the tunnel may seem very long, but it's important to know there's still light up ahead, even if you can't see it yet. We are a part of nature. As much as mankind has tried to conquer nature, we still remain a part of nature. We're still a part of the animal kingdom. The more we try to separate ourselves from our true nature, the more spiritually disconnected we become. This is because we are resisting who we are. We're fighting against our true nature. 
As we surrender to our true nature, we embrace that our lives, like nature, are cyclical. We have seasons. We're born, we have our childhood, our adolescence, our young adulthood, middle age, old age, and then we die to this reality altogether and are born to another one. We can't stop the seasons from changing. We can be in denial that the seasons are changing, but we can't stop nature from running its course. We all have our own inner nature that is running its course. We're being divinely guided by our own soul essence, whether or not we are aware of it. The more we resist this guidance, the more stagnant and stuck we feel. On the other hand, the more we embrace the change of seasons in our own life, the more joyful and free we can be in the long run. Because change comes to shift the energy in our life. When we've been feeling stagnant and stuck in a rut, change comes to get us out of that rut. But we may have become strangely comfortable being in that rut especially if we've been there for a long time. It's what's familiar. We can be in a drought where everything is parched and dry. Fires are burning everywhere. It's very hot. And then the rain comes. The rain comes and changes the conditions of the drought. After three days of heavy rain, the environment is different. You may be having a beautiful summer where everything is in bloom and you're going to the beach and swimming, hiking, sitting on your patio with friends and really enjoying yourself. And then the fall comes. Everything changes. You retreat indoors. It gets darker. The food and the produce section of your supermarket changes from fresh fruits and berries to squash and pumpkins. It's the bigger life changes, though, that we resist the most, like death, divorce, job loss, illness, or loss of home. And sometimes we might experience all these changes at once. We call this a dark night of the soul. A dark night of the soul is a time of major life transformation. It's a complete death and rebirth of the self. I want to look at relationships for a moment. Relationships can be the most difficult things to let go of. We become very comfortable in our relationships even when they're toxic because that toxicity begins to feel familiar and what is familiar has a certain comfort to it. In the past, relationships would last a lifetime, and we often compare the times we're living in now to the times our parents or grandparents lived in. Divorce used to be unheard of. People would get married for life, but marriages were more business arrangements than romantic partnerships, and the lifespan of each individual was much shorter. So when someone married for life, the average lifespan was 50 years, and marrying for life meant marrying for an average of 30 years. Now our average lifespan takes us to our 80s and 90s, 
So someone get, who gets married at the age of 20, when the first person dies at the age of 90, the marriage could be for 70 years. Divorce today is not only very common, but it's expected because we have a 50% average divorce rate for the first marriage. And the second and third are even higher. Having just one marriage is uncommon for a lifespan. We're having an average of three marriages is more common. Why is this? Well, things have changed. We're not the same people we were in the 1800s or the early 1900s. We live in the technological age and things are not only more automated than ever, but faster pace. We have a longer lifespan and we have so much information available in the area of personal and spiritual growth. Self-help is a booming industry and spirituality is more about growing than about any kind of religious belief. In the 60s, we began to break free of the old paradigm. Women began breaking out of their suppressed feminine roles and slowly began to join men in the workforce. This was also a time of sexual liberation and free love. Sex was no longer being saved for marriage and couples began to try before they buy. With sexual liberation came also liberation from unhappy marriages. Both men and women no longer felt the same stigma about divorce. It was becoming acceptable. So not only were we trying before we buy, but we were also returning defective mates back to the marketplace. In these new times came a whole new set of problems. There was a rise in alcoholism, drug addiction, sex addiction, workaholism, eating disorders, depression, anxiety, mental illness, and narcissism. There were more and more reasons for people to leave their marriages. There were more broken homes and single parent households, which often bred more problems in addiction, mental illness, and narcissism. What began with liberation turned into an extreme moral crisis. This is the crisis that Marianne Williamson addresses in her presidential campaign. She talks about the moral crisis of the United States. Somehow we've lost our way. We've lost touch with our morals and our values. We've lost touch with ourselves. We've become a very disconnected society. This is really ironic since the internet has given us the ability to connect with each other on a global level, but that connection is quite superficial. Where we once sat down with a friend for a cup of coffee, we now grab a coffee while texting or posting on Facebook. The quality of our connections is being diminished. A couple can be in the same room together, but be on their phones or computers instead of really being with each other. And the same for whole families. Those who are on a personal and or a spiritual growth path are focused on healing the fractures, the disconnect, the addictions, and other issues, but not everyone is committed to growth and not everyone grows at the same pace. 
since we are now mostly marrying for romantic reasons or to avoid loneliness, if we outgrow a partner or feel frustrated with them, we may just choose to leave. If one partner is an addict or narcissist and won't self-reflect, the other may just leave the relationship, especially if it looks like change is never going to happen. Another reason people are getting married two or more times is that we have these patterns that keep us choosing the same types of partners over and over again. And if we don't recognize that we're part of the problem, we may keep looking for the solution outside of ourselves. This is a very common issue today. Patterns are destined to repeat themselves if we don't heal them. More people are choosing to heal their own dysfunctional patterns and leave partners who are stuck in toxic or abusive patterns. And this is how we grow beyond our old forms. Our old form is the pattern we've been stuck in. It could be codependency, addiction, core wounds and beliefs that keep us stuck, playing the role of victim or the role of perpetrator, and distorted ways we view ourselves and the world around us. As things are changing so rapidly, we need a paradigm shift around relationships and our idea that the splitting up of a relationship is somehow a failure. This is no longer the case. Leaving a relationship that has outgrown its form is actually a success, not a failure. It can be a very healthy and empowering thing to do, especially when you're breaking a pattern of being in a toxic, narcissistic, or unhealthy relationship of any kind, and that person is just not interested in changing. It's true that a lot of people change relationships hoping to find happiness somewhere else, who just recreate the same situation elsewhere. This dynamic is also responsible for the high divorce rate. Many people project all of their issues onto their partner and then leave their partner only to find the next partner has all the same issues. And this is because our partners can be our mirrors reflecting back to us what we're unwilling to see as coming from within. When we're no longer able to grow in a relationship, we begin to die. And relationships where growth is not possible will be stagnant. In some relationships, we feel dominated, controlled, undermined, and kept down. And we begin to rot in these kind of relationships. In other relationships, we feel supported, lifted up, encouraged, and valued. These are the relationships we thrive in. When we stop thriving in a relationship or come to the realization that we never did thrive, that relationship has outgrown its form. Our ancestors may have signed up for till death do you part, but we now recognize that spiritual death or death of the relationship is a good reason to part. We're in a time where we need to grow beyond our old forms. Think of it like outgrowing your caterpillar form in order to become a butterfly.
As we collectively outgrow our forms and step into the new ones, we transform the planet. Transform means to move beyond the form we were in. Our planet is in dire need of transformation, and that transformation is underway. We are the microcosm of the macrocosm, and so as the planet is transforming, so are we. As we are transforming, so is the planet. The planet itself is outgrowing its form. Now, it may not look like it on the outside, especially now with our psychopathic leadership and war games. But we're in an age of transparency, and all that was hidden is now coming to light. This includes the political, corporate, and religious agendas. The more we see, the more aware we become. As we grow in awareness, the old games cannot continue because now there's a huge spotlight shining on them. I was just watching a video with Ralph Smart from Infinite Waters. I don't know if any of you have, have watched him. He's, he's really a character. He was talking about how we are in the apocalypse. He tells us the whole world is being destroyed to be reborn, which I completely agree with. He explained how the word apocalypse in its Greek translation combines apo and collapses, which means a lifting of the veil. He talks about how it means that full disclosure is here. We're seeing what we've not seen before. As the veil is lifted, we see what is behind the veil. It's like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz where the curtain is pulled back to reveal the little man operating the big Oz machine, pretending to be Oz. What once was hidden is now revealed. We are in the age of Aquarius, which is the age of transparency. We're also in the age of revelations, which means an uncovering or disclosure. This is the time where all shall be revealed. If you think about it, narcissism can only operate in the dark. Narcissistic people disguise themselves as having your welfare at heart or the welfare of the people or the country. But behind the disguise, the truth reveals that the narcissist is only really concerned with himself or herself. Narcissism is another thing that has outlived its form. Perhaps it served as the catalyst to awaken us to who we really are. It taught us to see beyond the disguise. It taught us to trust our own inner knowing. It brought us to the doorway of our greatest personal and spiritual transformation. Now, narcissism isn't dead yet. It may seem to be stronger than ever, but the deeper truth is it's losing its power every day. 
there's more and more information about the personality type and people are spotting it so much sooner. The more people are able to see the monster behind the man or the woman, the less power that monster has to deceive us. If you've studied narcissism at all, you'll have learned that the greatest fear of a narcissist is to be exposed. Well, guess what? It's exposed. There are so many structures and beliefs that are crumbling down now. The old paradigm is crumbling. The new is being born. This is also a part of life's cyclical nature. It just so happens that the death and rebirth process of the earth has a longer cycle. The more we can surrender to the shift that is happening both within us and outside of us, the more peace we will have with the whole process. The more we resist, the more we struggle against what is, the more difficult time we're going to have of it. The key word is to allow. Allow the process of change to occur. Be willing to let go of the old in order to embrace the new. Be willing to welcome the death and destruction of what is falling away in order to welcome the rebirth of what is coming into form. I'm not talking about on a personal level, but on a global level. As I said before, it's not that we don't feel the pain and the grief of what is dying in our lives, but we develop the understanding that death must happen before the rebirth can come. We can learn to allow the grief while looking forward to the door that is opening. Ask yourself what that death represents to you. What are you afraid of? What are the possibilities that are opening up to you as a result of this death? Sometimes that death may be a job that you're not happy with. When we continue on in a job or a relationship because we're afraid to let go, we go against our own nature. We defy our soul. We fight against ourselves. We're in opposition to ourselves. We are at war with ourselves. And we can't be at peace in our lives when we're warring with ourselves. When you find yourself saying, I hate my job, or I'm so miserable in this relationship, this is a sign that you're at war with yourself because you're resigning yourself to stay in a situation that doesn't feed your soul. You may have a belief that you need to stay there, that this is the only option for you, but it isn't. There's always another choice. You simply need to find the courage to make that choice and to follow through. The time in the in-between can be the roughest part. And this is the time when you let go of the old, but the new has not yet arrived. It's a time where the caterpillar has given up his form and entered the cocoon. His life as a caterpillar is over. 
but his life as a butterfly has not yet arrived. He's in the stage of disillusion. Next is the stage of rebuilding. And finally, he takes flight as the butterfly, bursting out of the cocoon that has served him well as his womb of transformation. As our world is in the process of death and rebirth, you need to make a decision, what energy will I align with? Am I going to align with the energy of death or the energy of rebirth? Will I align with fear or with love? Will I align with the old earth that is falling away or the new earth that is coming into form? Where you focus your energy is very important in this time to come because you are choosing your reality. If someone or something you love is falling away, moving out of your life, it's for a reason that perhaps you can't yet understand. But if you can develop trust that it is for a reason, you can surrender to the will of higher self and allow yourself to be transported to your highest good. Trust that when the caterpillar has outgrown its form, it surrenders its form to become the butterfly. The butterfly flies above the former perspective. It has a much higher perspective. We too need to trust that when we have outgrown our form, we must also surrender to higher will and allow the new form to come into being. As we step into our new form, we step into the highest version of self, our true self, our greatest expression. We are the flower in full bloom because it's the season for the flower to be in full bloom. And when that season is over, we drop our petals, withdraw our life force from the flower and spring up in another form. I celebrate you in all your glory. I celebrate your emergence from a closed chrysalis state to the open, free state of the butterfly. I celebrate your rebirth, and I celebrate the rebirth of our world to one where we can truly live in peace, love, and harmony. I want to thank you for listening today. And for more information on my work, please visit my websites, NarcissismFree.com and PathBackToSelf.com. Have a great day, and we'll see you in the next podcast.